All right, everybody. So we're going to try a little bit something different at the top here. It's called Fake or Real Headline. We're going to have Tim guess. I'm going to read a headline, and obviously, as the title suggests, he's going to guess if it's real or fake. All right, so Tim, here is the headline today. Okay. I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. Is this real or is this fake? True headline. That is that is true, and the subline is our disagreement is not merely political, but a fundamental divide on what it means to live in a society. In a society. So just, so just couldn't be more general. more general. If you had to guess, where do you think this headline is from? Uh, you know, if I had to guess, probably Breitbart. Um, no, um, no, the, the, the act, actually the functional, the functional opposite of it, Huffington Post. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, so. I actually buy that. You know, um, are, are we, we're not starting off with depressing stuff, though, I thought. No, but I just thought that everyone would get a laugh out of that. So this is the Tim and Tony podcast, everybody. JF play us in. So welcome back, everybody, to the Tim and Tony podcast. We'll see uh, what the reaction is to that open. But uh, my name is Tony Felix. My name is Tim Leduc. Uh Tony tried to do a classic case of own the libs there, um, and it failed <laughs> in brilliant fashion. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's hey, we're good just to talk to you, man. It feels like it's been a few weeks. Yeah, we've got you know. For those of you that don't know, uh, we've got some uh, we've got some finals coming up, so we've we've had a little bit of a gap in uh, making some podcasts. But that, so, Tim, what what are you starting your day out with nowadays? Yeah, so I actually wanted to talk about that. What's interesting about the finals is like to me, like when they went to when they, they our schools went to pass fail for the finals, which. Um, in, in graduate school is a pretty big deal, obviously. And what's been, yeah, because law, law education hasn't changed in about 250 years. So, right. And so what I found interesting is I'm spending the same amount of time studying just about like probably like an hour or two less at night. Like I will kind of just mess around instead of just studying until I pass out. Um, but I'm spending about the same amount of time. I just give less of a fuck. And so I'm learning. Like, I just can't, like, what I le- I've learned so much about myself through this whole process is that, like, I need the fear. <laughs> I, need, I need a little bit of, like, fear to motivate me that there's going to be something really bad that happens to me unless I, like, get all of this down. And it's just not. But you asked, you asked, how do I start my day? You know, that's doing the clean version, obviously. So, <laughs> I was get, I used to get up very very early, and that's another thing that's gone by the wayside. Is this thing just is drawn on? So what I'll do is I'll get up at like eight, and I'll hit my snooze like fifteen times, and then I'll finally 
pick up my phone and I'm like, all right, let's go. And I scroll through my phone for an hour and a half doing absolutely nothing productive, not answering a single text message, by the way, that, you know, and I do feel bad. Are you bad with that? Like, do you like take forever to respond to messages? Because I've, I've been accused of this and I, I feel bad, but I definitely do it. I mean, I've always been accused. I- I'm, I'm a horrible texter as my exes will tell you. I am awful at responding to text messages and it's, a, it's a continuing problem, but you know what? I live in the moment. So, you know, if, if, if you're not with me, I, I, I prioritize the present and the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my thing <laughs> is like, I, I don't need the stress of human interaction in the morning, but I do need to flip through CNN four times to see if I missed any news story since the 20 seconds ago when I last refreshed it. Like that's, that's kind of the amazing thing is like, I go on Instagram three different times in 10 minutes. Like what the hell do I think is going to have changed? In that period of time, it's just like where my motivation level is um, at this point. But um, I don't know, man. How are you getting through the day? Uh, well, you know, I've not to be that guy, but I, I've really just been extending the length of my workouts because, as you know, I live I live here by myself out in San Diego, and so with the quarantine and there's no family out here in California, so it's just me. And it's, it's, it's really weird. Cause I can wake up at like 2 PM and doesn't really mean anything. doesn't really matter because no one's here. And so it's just kind of, I need the, I need the mindless just sort of time sucks. So it's like, yeah, you know, what? I'm going to go for a run or what have you. And then before you know it, it's seven o'clock and now it's time to study and get shit done. So I've just been kind of, Doing that, listening to podcasts and stuff, just kind of trying to get through the day. But uh, so today yeah. we were going to start out. I, I, I have something to get off my chest. I have something oh, good. Good. that. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you know what? You know, sorry, I don't want to mean to interrupt you, but like, I'm happy that you finally have something to get off your chest. So I don't just sound like a raving fucking lunatic every single time we yeah, start and- this, talking about doom and gloom every time. So. <laughs> Yeah, this, and, and you're 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 specifically gonna love this. Oh, so, good, good. So as you know, before it was cool, I was doing I was rewatching some old uh, some old sports games. Uh, oh, okay, about yeah. about three four months ago, I started watching old Michael Jordan playoff games, and you know this documentary, it, the Jordan doc, which we're gonna talk about for most of this podcast. It, it, it's brought up a lot of uh, just stupid sports talk stuff. And I just want to talk to you. Yeah, I haven't noticed. Because as you, yeah. <laughs> and as, as you know, Tim, I love LeBron James. He's my second favorite basketball player uh, behind Steve Nash. And I just, I, I have something to say to all the LeBron James fans out there. Just stop, please. It hurts. <laughs> Michael Jordan is the greatest player who's ever played basketball. He is. If LeBron James retired today, Michael Jordan's better. Think of it this way. And whenever I think about the GOAT argument in the NBA, I instantly go to the GOAT argument in in, uh, football for the quarterbacks. Yeah. When When Tom Brady won his fifth ring, now obviously Joe Montana was considered the greatest, and he had the four rings, he was four and oh. 
Yep. When Tom Brady had those first three, everyone's like, well, you know, the good defense and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then 07 happens, the 18-1 season, all that. Okay. Then they come back and win that Seahawks game. That's like, oh, wow. Like, now it's actually a cool argument because they both have four rings. And then the Falcons game happened. And then after that, it was just kind of like, okay, it's over. Tom Brady's the greatest. Now, Tim, let's follow me on a thought experiment. Think of if LeBron James's career, if if he had played, if he and Jordan's careers, their eras were flipped. Think of if mm-hmm. LeBron James's career was over. Like, all the stats, all the records that he has, it's over. He retired, that's it. Now, think if Michael Jordan just won his fifth ring last season. Who's greater? Who's greater? Because Michael Jordan had two three-peats in the totality of his career. Now, if I were to take off that last one, because it hadn't happened yet, he's got one three-peat and then a back-to-back. That's better than that's better than LeBron James's resume right now, and so I, I, it, I know the rest of our LeBron faithful wants to argue that LeBron James is better, and whether or not he's a better weird. player or whatever, that's a, that's a, that's a different conversation. But think about it: if LeBron James's career was over, and Michael Jordan only had five rings, and he was still playing. There wouldn't be much argument. There, there, there wouldn't be because we'd be giving this, oh, well, what about in the future and all that stuff? And he already has more rings and all that stuff. It's not close. LeBron James, does he have the potential to maybe challenge it at some point? Possibly. Mm. Is it reasonable to say that LeBron could win one more ring? Is it reasonable to say that he could win one more MVP? Is it reasonable to say that he could end with the most points in NBA history? Yes, but he hasn't. So yeah. to say that he's better, it's just incorrect. As much as I would love to say that he's better, he's not as of right now. And so these conversations of people saying that LeBron's better because, oh, he's a more overall player, it's like, okay, but that's not what we're talking about. Because Tom Brady's not the most talented quarterback ever. That's a different conversation. But we're talking about the greatest ever. It's Tom Brady, it's Michael Jordan, and LeBron's going to have to do some serious work, even if he wins one more. Okay, well, he's still too short, and Michael Jordan has two three-peats. LeBron doesn't even have one. And yeah. it, it just it, it pains me because as much as I would want to say that LeBron is better, because I love him, and I watched him growing up and all that stuff, it's just not the case. And I, it pains me. It, it really does to see these people say, oh, you know, he's got more assists. Like, yeah, but who fucking cares if you lose to Dallas? Who cares if you get just slaughtered by the Spurs in 2014, like it just, it, there are arguments for LeBron James that are decent, but it's just right, right now, if LeBron James retired right now, it's not, it's not close. And what's amazing, what's amazing to me is that, you know, the other guy that sort of comes out of our generation is Kobe and, you know, rest in peace and all that, but. Look, we've all just ex- we've all accepted outside of Los Angeles, like LeBron is ahead of Kobe in his in terms of like career accomplishments, like right now. And Kobe went to seven finals. I know LeBron's been to nine, but Kobe goes to seven, wins five, has a three peat, you know, as kind of Shaq's Robin. Um, and 
and I'm not even arguing against it. I'm just I'm trying to like give the LeBron faithful like saying that he is in the conversation with Jordan is a compliment unto itself. Saying that yeah, and, he and is, by the way, by, by the way, he's number two. He 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 yeah. is number two. But, but there's that's what's a amazing. pretty big, but there's a pretty big gap between one and two right now. Again, if LeBron what, wins two more rings, because who knows? The NBA nowadays, it cha- it's a snow globe. It shakes up every single year. I mean, Kevin Durant could be playing for the Timberwolves next year. Who fucking knows? And so it, it there are so many unknowns going forward in the NBA that, yeah, LeBron hasn't really shown that much slowing down. Now, he doesn't rise up and just shit on people like he did about six years ago. But now he's a better shooter. If possible, he's actually a better passer now. And he's actually trying to get on defense and all that stuff. I I would say he's a much better passer now. And that's that's not an insult to where he was. Which is insane. Yeah, which is crazy because like five years into his career, people were saying that he was a better passer than Magic Johnson. So like it, mm-hmm. it's he's an insane player, but he has three rings. Granted, he went to almost a decade straight of finals, but you know it's just different. Like yes, that's why he's number two. That's yeah, why it's a different resume. It, it, it's just different. Yes. It, it's not. It's not even insulting. It's that's what I'm trying to say. It's like like the normal person on the street who isn't from LA is gonna just like not even blink. LeBron's better than Kobe. So, yeah, and by the way, a little, a little fucking rings. You know, yeah. like oh. we're not counting fucking rings here. Like Kobe has five. Yeah, and yeah. a little bit of a, a little bit of Kobe information. Tim, do you want you know the stat win share, right? Yeah, of course. Do you want to know how many times Kobe Bryant was uh, number one on a championship winning team in win share? On in his team on his team. Yeah, on this team. Oh, I mean, I mean, had to. How many seasons? Yeah, how? No, how many seasons when they won a championship? So of those five oh, seasons, okay. of those five years, how many times was he number one in winter? I would say two. Zero. Okay. Zero, because. That's just – is that a knock against Kobe Bryant? No. He won finals MVPs. He did all this stuff. But it's just different. LeBron James yeah. is different than Kobe Bryant. Michael Jordan. Saying he's better than Kareem. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's insane because he's that good. But is he better than Michael Jordan? Right now, No. And again, he's got to put on some major work. He has to win at least two more, and it would really help if they were back-to-back, but he has to at least win two more for it to start to come up. And he probably has to end with the most points in NBA history because of the series with Dallas, because of that series against Orlando, because of the series against San Antonio in 2014, because of all these different things, because of Boston, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, and what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that there's so much time with him too, and you know, kind of leading into the doc, something that really stood out to me, you know, because one of the things that that goes along with the Jordan narrative is like, yeah, like at a certain point, he either burned out or David Stern kicked him out for a certain amount of time, whichever it is. Um, yeah. But 
when he when he's wearing his shoes from 84 the jordan ones and he's like my feet are bleeding like it, it really kind of stuck he's like the innovation that's happened since then. i think that's in 98 so i mean just in those 14 years just over a decade the innovations that they had just in shoes you know like jordan's feet are literally bleeding they're so uncomfortable from from being in that shoe and it, it really struck me i was like like nike wasn't was barely a company before he comes along and now you know they're making all these form-fitted shoes depending on every single thing about the guy and it's just different now it's not taking anything away from lebron but i think it should add something add a little something to jordan and just that you know god knows how long that guy would have played if he had all of all the stuff just fucking the right shoes for most of his yeah and and you know, he grew and up that, playing the universe and that's the the fun the fun thing that everyone decides to do with these conversations is say, well, you know, what if LeBron had Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson? Okay, yeah, but what if Michael Jordan knew to shoot threes all the time? What if Michael Jordan had all these advanced uh, training mechanisms and medicine and all this stuff? I mean, also, what if Michael Jordan? Every day, I, I was just gonna say. Well, but what if Michael Jordan had to deal with Twitter? What if Michael Jordan had oh, to deal yeah. with all that stuff? It, it's, oh, it's, yeah. it, if he was crumbling under, if the prevailing theory that Michael Jordan went to baseball, or I guess not the prevailing theory, but one of the theories that I've seen is that he went to baseball because he kind of wanted to move out of the spotlight, which, I mean, there was still a huge spotlight on him, but not as much. If he really was kind of crumbling under 1990s media, who knows what would have happened to him if he got the same media coverage as LeBron did when he was 16, 15 years old. So, I mean, it's just, who knows? I think we actually do know because we've seen how, what kind of person he's become over the last 10, 15 years. He just avoids it, you know? And every time he does speak, it's so carefully calculated up until this doc, like this documentary is going to do a lot of revisionist history on how we think about him. Because for like 15 years, I hardly knew what the dude sounded like. And that was just because I was born in 95. And, you know, I, I really think a lot of that is, it's, it's obvious from the doc that he was trying to stay out of public criticism. And I, I really on, don't think he would have handled it well if he played today. On the cri- and, and, and the for me, the craziest thing is, is even with this documentary being sort of, you know, God worship and all that stuff, the... The sort of best, the best PR that I think he's gotten, and again, it's morbid, but the best PR he's gotten in my lifetime was the, was the Kobe Bryant funeral when he stood up and gave just a beautiful speech. It's like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, we all love each other. Yes. And, And that comes across in the documentary as well. This is not somebody who like can't speak. This isn't someone who like doesn't know what the hell's going on. It's it's someone that I I really do. Something that struck me is that you know a lot of people. It's just natural for us to kind of look back on things and reframe them in our own light. And Jordan's certainly done that. But one of the things that he didn't try to reframe at all was the political stuff. And you know, I yeah, I, he, in, he he in fact just rephrased it. He just said it again. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, look, like I'm a basketball player. I don't have a lot of, you know, I, 
I just don't think it's my job to comment on politics. Like he said it again. Like that's who yeah. he is. That's what he believes. And and, and and my whole thing is, is like, okay, so you're right. Not everybody needs to be, you know, a LeBron James, a Colin Kaepernick or whatever, whatever athlete you want to attach to the sort of political, uh, social activism, you know, sort of trait. But he said, Hey, you know, I, that, that's not me. I'm not really interested in it. That's not my thing. And I gave a, I gave a contribution and I felt like that was sort of the extent of what I should have been doing. It's like, okay, like, do, do we want more from, did we want more from him? It certainly seemed like the North Carolina community did, but I mean, if he's going to be self-aware enough to say that I, I would have been talking out of hand if I would have talked about it at all, I, I, you know, far be it for me to say what Michael Jordan knows what to talk about and what doesn't. And if he doesn't think that he would add anything, I, I, I respect that. Now, he, he has a platform and he had a voice, but if he didn't think that he was going to add anything to it, it's hard for me to really talk down on him that much. <clears throat> But what's weird about it, what's weird to me about it, is, isn't even that he, he could have used his platform in that way. It's that it's that this, this is a guy that is just known for his very, very strong, very, very like impassioned conviction, um, you know, it, and his competitiveness. And I don't know why he doesn't apply that to seemingly other areas of his life, meaning you know, this happened with Taylor Swift back in 2016. I know. Oh, 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 no, Tim, let me stop you right there. He had he has put it in other areas of his life. As he said, he has a competition problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, no, he, we're going to get to he, that. Save that thought. He doesn't, he, thought. he doesn't have a gambling problem. He, he's got a competition problem. Yeah. Um, but with Taylor Swift in 2016, people were calling her out and – like the internet was like on fire over the fact that she wouldn't come out and, and speak about her political choice. And she eventually has done a little bit more in politics, but for the most part, she stayed like completely out of it. And what's been interesting about that is that once the initial, you know, what the fuck kind of died down, like people really respected her for it. But like Jordan bristled because of it. Like it really bugged him that people didn't like him for doing that. And I don't know, that's just weird to me. Like someone who's, who seems to like hold firm that strong in their convictions that he's like uncomfortable with who he actually is in some way. Like he's, he's just not comfortable enough to be like, look guys, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, like, just leave me alone. I I don't want to talk about it. I think, I think so-and-so should win. I made a contribution and that's it. But like, it, it clearly just got to him in a way that I, I found fascinating for someone who was at that level that like, yeah. And gas writing in the Chicago tribune, like it really bugged him what he said about him clearly. Yeah. And you know, he, he kind of the one moment in the doc and I don't know if you want, do, do, do we want to jump into the, cause we've got episodes three to six to talk about. Do you want to jump into it now? Or do you have anything more to, to talk? I'm about? good to jump around. Just keep it going. So the, the moments, I believe it was in episode six, um, where he's laying down in the hotel room and he's just kind of saying he's got a cigar in his mouth, drinking orange By the juice. Way, and he's- sorry, th- that was the, 
that was so far the scene where I learned the most about him. Yeah, yeah, and we learned that he he wants to play basketball and he wants to beat everybody. He wants to play golf. He wants to gamble. And he just wants to be left the fuck alone. And in fact, he wants to be left alone so bad that he's willing to just hang out in his hotel room with all of his free time with the same like four dudes all day. Like that's that that yeah, that's what he does when he's on the road. And he's just <laughs> or the what was it, the sniffs as they called them. But yeah, it 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 just it. He's just like, yeah, no, this is this is where I get my peace and quiet. And he's sitting there it, with a cigar and orange juice and champagne. The TV's and he's not just hanging out. Yeah, the TV's not no. on. No. Um, you can't really see anybody else in the room with him, but we're assuming that they're there because the security was always with him. I mean, literally, he was laying down. That's what he wanted to do, which is lay down and stare at the ceiling. Yeah, and and I was I was listening to a uh, another podcast, and they were talking about how like yeah, I mean when you think about it, think about Michael Jordan's day to day life. He's if they're on the road, they you know they take a flight, and they get off the plane, and he's mobbed. They get into a bus, and then they get off the bus to go to the hotel, and he's mobbed. He gets into the hotel, and then they go to practice. He gets mobbed. He gets mobbed leaving the hotel and getting to the practice facility. Then they leave the practice facility mobbed, gets back to the hotel mobbed. And then, you know, when they leave to go to a game, same thing happens. And then when he's on the court, all the eyes are on him. And then he has to do media after the game. And then he gets mobbed after the game. And then he gets mobbed. It's just a constant. He's never just with his own thoughts. And, I mean, far be it for me to con- can compare my life to Michael Jordan's, but some of my favorite moments and call me weird, but are when I'm just sitting by myself somewhere and just kind of thinking. And and he just never has those moments. That, you know, it actually made me, you know, it's, it's very difficult for me to have any sort of sympathy for rich people generally. Um, but no, no, no. I'm not saying that it's I, I'm not saying that it's sympathetic. I'm saying merely that it's interesting is that like when you really, really think about it and he says in the doc, like, you know, uh, I think it was a commercial because they have him say it like eight or nine times. But, you know, everyone says that they want to be Michael Jordan for a day or a week. But, you know, try being Michael Jordan for a year. And you know how I feel about people that speak in third person about themselves. But that's a whole other thing. It's yeah, but it's just weird. That's suggested, you know, and I know we're gonna get into the gambling stuff probably right after this, but that's suggested to me there's some even darker stuff going on with that dude. Not not like in a bad way. I'm just saying like like mental health wise, I mean that guy was like built up to be this just absolute machine who didn't give a fuck about anything. It's it's clearly not true. Like, you see how he deals with all this stuff, and you see just how, like, down he is. And it's, it's actually remarkable, because it, goes, it always goes kind of one of two ways, where you see it, well, three ways. You see it go like how Jordan did, where it just, like, overwhelms him and depresses him. Like, he's depressed. That, that, like, he's exhibiting signs of depression throughout the entire last season. 
But the second way it goes is with like child stars where they just, you know, they, they coke out in a ditch somewhere for lack of political correctness. Sorry. Like, like Chris for like Chris Freud, the Anakin Skywalker episode one actor. Exactly. Where it just F's with them. Or you see, we've seen this, this new version and it started with LeBron and some of these other young actors now who have actually grown up and aren't weirdos that they like relish it. Like they're like, yeah, I'm, I was supposed to be adored my whole life. And honestly, it's always bugged me about LeBron that he's always kind of had that persona. Like, yeah, you should worship me type of thing. But now seeing what Mike's life is like pre-internet, for God's sake, I kind of empathize with that. It's like you can, you can only do, you can only choose to do one of two things. It can depress the hell out of you. Or you can just be like, yeah, this is my life. This is who I am. Suck it. And, yeah, and, 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 and if we can go back person, to... Yeah, and if we can go back to what I was talking about in the beginning, that's an argument for LeBron James, is that this entire time, he has been playing the NBA since he's 18, he's been in the public eye since he was 15, and he's had one misstep, and it's not even really a misstep, because they did the whole decision thing to donate a bunch of money to the Boys and Girls Club. Like, that's the one misstep that we have of him. And that's, that's, that's amazing. And that's what I'm saying is that he chose, he chose to embrace it in a way that Jordan didn't. And it, he's just like, what struck me so just soundly is like, this guy's depressed. Like, like the, the gambling and all that stuff. Like when he's just, when you get these moments of him being alone, I'm like, that guy is like, not happy. Yeah. Like, and, and not fulfilled and, and, in any way. And now's the perfect time to get into the gambling stuff because the the sort of depression and the weird mannerisms it, it it's perfectly shown in the interview before Game One of the '93 Finals when he just walks up to Ahmad Rashad and says, "Hey, you know, I want to get this off my chest. I want to talk about the gambling stuff." And then he keeps his sunglasses on, and for about ten minutes. He went radio silent for like two days and then for like 10 minutes, an hour before the game, before game one of the NBA finals, he's just talking about how he doesn't have a gambling problem. No, no, no. And then he does the whole rationalization of, no, nah, my kids aren't starving. My wife hasn't left me and all that stuff. Like, well, I'd be, I'd be selling. The thing with yeah, the and I, that's funny is that it looks worse because of the dark screen behind him that they were using yeah. for interviews. Like, it. It just looks so dumb that he's sitting there in a dark room with it, but that's obviously not what it actually was. It just, it well, looked and, goofy. Well, and, and the first thing that I thought of was, oh, okay, so he's coked out then. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, yeah. so he, he he's just, he's out of his mind. And hey, you know what? Do do you. Yeah, but, if you but some something's going on with him. Maybe his eyes are bloodshot. Maybe whatever. Maybe he didn't get any sleep, which we already know okay, that he never gets any sleep. But, I mean, you know, you're inside, you're wearing sunglasses, it's just a bad look, and then you're talking about how, like, oh, you know, if I had a problem, I'd be selling you this watch. It's like, well, okay, not necessarily, Michael. Yeah, yeah he's, he's literally saying textbook gambling problem stuff. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, like, and, and by the way, you and I would know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. First-hand experience. Like, if you have a gambling problem, and I mean, you, you can say whatever you want about us, but you should see some of our friends. Like, if you actually have a gambling problem, that's the kind of shit you're saying. It's, it's all about, like, rationalizing what you're doing. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be hard on the guy because, honestly, like, part of me, like, hates him for doing it because it's just this disgusting display of wealth that I really detest. But another part of me is like, dude, who cares? Like, like seriously, yeah, like, I who mean, gives a fuck? Like, I, I like fall who's more under the... Being hurt by this, Go ahead. You know? And that's what he was yeah, trying I... to get at. I fall more under the who gives a fuck because, like, all that yeah, is that's distribution of wealth. That's just distribution of wealth. He doesn't need that yeah, money. He's a and, you know, and and if he's if he's gonna lose money to Scott Burrell, like Scott Burrell's not making. You know what? I wish he was doing. I wish he was gambling with Scotty Pippen because Scotty yeah. needs some money. Scotty, Scotty needed. Scott Scotty needed to play some dominoes with that guy because he would have maybe he wouldn't have. Comp- had to complain so much about his contracts. Something that struck me too about the gambling stuff is like, there's, we have literally all this evidence about how bad he is at it. And we have a lot of evidence that he's not that great at golf and at baseball and any, any number of fashion. Like he's kind of that Zuckerberg personality type before we really had a name for it. Like Bill Gates, Zuckerberg jobs, where it's like, they only know how to do one thing. They know how to do that thing better than anybody who's ever been on Earth before them. Well, I, I I would dial it back on including jobs in that, but okay, go ahead. But it's like the Zuckerberg thing then, where it's like they're just like they're just aliens. They're like robots, and you know we're learning a lot more about his personality that makes him seem less robotic now. But to me, it just what's so interesting about him is that he's so great. He's so undeniably great at one thing that I think it scares him. I, I don't know. Like, I think the speaking thing is kind of an extension of like, look, like I think he even believes it. Like, look, I'm good at this one thing. You know, I don't want to like dip my toe in areas that I'm not completely confident. In. And the gambling stuff is, yeah. it's just remarkable. It's like, he, he doesn't even use the excuse. And this would have really put it over the edge. Like, well, I win sometimes, but he didn't even say that. No, because it doesn't seem like he ever does. No, I don't think he did. And that's the kind of the amazing is he just loved, he loved doing it. Like that's when you have a problem. Like he didn't seem to really give a shit about being good at it. You know, and you, you can talk all you want about how you can't be good at cars, but you, you can, first of all, like there's an art form to it. Like, yeah, there's there, there's a reason why guys win the World Series of Poker multiple times. There's a reason why certain people get consistently kicked out of casinos for co- counting. There's reasons for reoccurring events of people winning money in casinos. Now, slots, yeah, no, you can't you can't be good at slots, but you can be good at some of these games. And that's the fallacy that I think we have that people have with Jordan when he became an owner. It's like, oh, he's this competitive guy. He's going to figure it out. And I'm like, look, like we have evidence that he's willing to kill himself to be good at one thing. At one very, very specific. And that, by the way, it's motivating as hell to watch to watch that guy. 
But in every single other area of his life, he doesn't seem particularly motivated. <laughs> like motivated to be great at those things, I should say. He just kind of yeah. He just yeah. He just, I mean, it, it, it goes with the wind. It certainly seems like if he was motivated to be great at everything he did, that he wouldn't have lost nearly as much money as he did gambling and the best player. He wasn't joking about it. Oh, oh, and it would seem it would certainly seem like it it wouldn't be the case that the best player that the Hornets have had in the last what ten years since he bought the team was uh okay Kemba Walker with nobody else Terry Rozier uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist like those teams have been terrible. And yeah, the Kemba Walker teams made the made the playoffs a couple times, but never did anything. Like if if he was actually like vehemently concentrated on being great at everything, that would not be the case. He would be going out and spending money on big price free agents. I mean, the Hornets have sucked. They 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 have. Yeah, and it's a larger lesson about things. It's like you can you can do it in almost any business. There are people who are literally so great at being the number two, number three, number four guy in a company, that doesn't mean they make a good president. And with Jordan, he was good at being a great basketball, not just good. He was a great basketball player, the best we've ever seen. That doesn't mean he's going to be a good executive. Those, those two no, and in fact, we... Like, like, you can be competitive all you want. If you suck, if you don't know what the hell you're doing, it doesn't matter. Like, there's a yeah. certain of knowledge that has to come along with that just irrational competitiveness and okay, like like for instance you can be as competitive as you want if you if you're like if you don't know what the hell you're doing and you just walk into court and start spitting off you're gonna look like an idiot and you're gonna lose like the average human being is just not equipped to do that like there is some knowledge that has to come with it the competitiveness drives the gaining of that knowledge i just I found it so remarkable that there was those connections being made with him that he's like, well, he's just going to be good at everything. That's just his personality. And it's like, no, it's not. (laughs) That's not anybody's personality. Well, and okay. So let's, let's go on a thought experiment. Let's assume that he has gambling problem, which I know hugely, but let's assume that he has a gambling problem. Yeah. Which he clearly does. and, And let's assume that the number one goal is to fix that problem. You know what the worst thing that can possibly, one of the worst things that could possibly happen to a person is that when you're, when you're exhibiting this, when you're experiencing this problem, when you're having this problematic behavior is then the one metric by which we can kind of tell whether or not you actually have a problem, which is winning or losing. He keeps winning games. And so now it's yep. not a problem because he's still winning championships, but yep. you know, it, it could still be a problem, but we don't know because we don't know how much money he's actually lost. And, you know, even if he is losing like a million dollars, $2 million, what have you just on his bat, just on his contract with the bulls, he's making 32 plus million dollars a year. So really what is $2 million losing at, at one time? I It's, it's it, it just it's unfortunate because it's Scotty Pippen's salary. You know is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like I with, with him, like again, like I want to reiterate, I don't actually give a fuck that he was gambling, and I think that the story was made so much bigger than it needed to be. It's not even half as bad as that OBJ stuff a few years ago that people were comparing it to. 
I mean, it, it just it just struck me. It's like, look, like. The, no, 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 no. You, you, you know what? This is a perfect segue into something else I want to talk about. You know what is worse than his gambling problem? He's a snitch. Oh, oh his fashion too. We can get, we can get into that, but he's a snitch. At the end of I yeah. think uh, episode four, he's just talking about Scott Burrell and or Scott Burrow or however you you say his name. I apologize. Um, oh, that was hilarious. Like, oh yeah, this dude this this dude thinks he can go out every single night and. Scott Burrell's there, like, oh, come on, Em, like, don't put that on, don't put that on film. He's like, oh, yeah, no, if, if, if he's telling anybody that he's in a relationship right now, this man is single. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, that was funny. Like, wow. Like, okay. He's he a dick. <laughs> and it's kind of endearing, like, we, what I find so funny, and we, we have so many episodes to go, but. Like, all of his pre-doc stuff, he was, like, trying to soften the blow. And I even said that after the first two episodes. Is he's, like, trying to soften the blow of whatever's coming. And so far, honestly, like, him being a dick makes him weirdly more likable to me. That, like, that not... Just because, like, it's kind of funny. It's kind of amusing. Is it acceptable social behavior in most circles? No. Would I like to hang out with someone like that who wasn't Michael Jordan? No. But... Like he's imperfect. He's just a guy. <laughs> like he's just human. He's just a person. I don't know. Like I, that's that's been the biggest thing that struck me. Is like we're we're probably going to see some behind the scenes stuff that is a little bit more rough. But nothing I've seen has really been like, oh, f that guy. Like, well, and 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 the the funny thing is, is what Michael what Michael Jordan did was way worse than what D'Angelo Russell did. Like oh. Michael Jordan knew. Oh. The, the cameras yeah. were rolling. Like, oh. they were rolling. Yeah, he didn't care. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. Like, the other thing, the other thought that I had was, like, things that would have shocked the conscience and just made us, you know, clutch our pearls in 1998. Just, it's not the same now. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you can make all these jokes about how we're soft or whatever now. It's honestly, like, the amount of verbal abuse like, and the amount of stuff that we're used to now and just know about, it's just not going to be that shocking. I don't think like I obviously I haven't seen the rest of the episode, so I'm hesitant to make that proclamation. But so far, all of the stuff he said, I'm like, yeah, he's a dick. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, a, 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 apparently the next two episodes have him uh, punching um, a couple teammates. I, I mean, you know, the worst one is apparently Steve Kerr and Steve Kerr's even said like, you know, I, we're still, we're still good friends and all that stuff. So, I mean, that stuff might've gotten overblown. I just think he was more of a dick than he was actually like a bad person. I just Clearly. think he was intense. It's Clearly. You, you, I think he was you know nuts. Thought, you, you know, <laughs> the thought just kind of pop, uh, popped into my head. You remember the, uh, sort of talk that was around Randy Johnson and those early 2000s Diamondbacks. Yeah. Where, like, you know, Mark Grace, Matt Williams, and again, sorry, everybody, I know this is deep dive Arizona sports stuff, but it, but it's very similar, and Randy Johnson's one of the greatest pitchers ever, so deal with it. Whenever Randy Johnson was pitching that day, no one would talk in the clubhouse. Everyone just kind of, like, you know, yeah, everyone's nuts. walking on eggshells. 
because, you know, you didn't want to be the guy to make an error. You, you know, you had to hit well that day. And some of the worst <laughs> offensive output days that the, those Dimebacks teams had were where Randy Johnson was pitching. I mean, that 0-1 yeah. team, yeah, that 0-1 team actually had a negative run differential. And they won the World Series. because yeah, he tightened uh, everybody's and, asshole. <laughs> yeah, because like Mark Grace even said, oh, yeah, I knew that when Randy was pitching, Matt Williams is going to spike a couple into the dirt. I need to be ready to pick some. Like, it's just, it's... It's the same thing with Jordan, where it's like, yeah, no, in the finals, everyone's kind of walking on eggshells because they know that Michael Jordan is just, he's locked in and he's insane. And he was so good that he overcame that, just like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling were in 2001. But he was so good that he was able to overcome that. And guys like Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson kind of got used to it. And, you know, John Paxson, Steve Kerr, guys like that just kind of got used to it. That's the big thing. Is like if he was playing now where people trade teams all the time, like all the stuff that comes out about Rodgers, can you imagine? Like every single oh guy on the team would be going on cowherd, sitting on the couch and bitching for 20 minutes about the names that he called him and stuff. Well, but here's the thing Michael Jordan actually had like a good relationship with his family. So, I mean, he, he at least had that. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Just a drive-by of Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, I mean, hey, hey, Aaron, if you can get to two Super Bowls, that'd be great. Just thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, the, just just get just at least get to a second, please. Like may, yeah. maybe not just shit the bed in the in the early rounds of the playoffs. Lost to the fucking Cardinals, and he needed two yeah, hail marys to lose to them. Like, come on. Yeah, not great. I mean, I don't know, just so many things have struck me about this doc, and it, it, it's been, like, just wildly informative and wildly interesting. Honestly, I, I thought it was a good get that they got Obama. Obviously, it's a good get that they got, you know, Kobe to talk. That was well, and, and, and Obama, they now put the respect needed to his name. It's now President Barack Obama as opposed oh, to yeah, somebody- Chicago resident. Somebody got fired for that and somebody <laughs> made a quick edit on all of his subsequent interviews. <laughs> like, Yeah, because you and I were watching the first one and that popped up and you you and I kind of looked at each other like, and we were sitting there with your parents, so we didn't, because I was thinking, what the fuck? And, you know, I wasn't yeah. going to say that in front of them, but it's like, okay, like, I, I get that it's being a little artful because like, oh yeah, wink, wink, former Chicago resident, that's why he's here. But it's like, I mean, okay, yeah, but still, we all know who Barack Obama is. We all know that he's from Chicago. Come on. You know, my initial reaction was like, do people not know that? And then I thought, you could put that in fucking parentheses. <laughs> like, U.S. president parentheses lived in Chicago from. I don't know. Like, it's and, such- and I'm pretty sure the first thing that he said was that he grew up in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, like, do you think like, anybody I- didn't know? Yeah, like, and by the way, that God knows what people know these days. Like, like I hear the craziest shit from people about things that they've heard about this COVID nineteen thing. So who knows what people know about that guy? But still, like, fair. former president (parentheses Chicago resident) for like unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, and so, so a quick side note because you mentioned what do we know about the COVID nineteen stuff. Did you see early on, because I did, and, you know, it was hilarious to me at the time. Did you see the uh, 
thing that was going around where it's like, okay, here's what you do. If to figure out if you have it or not, breathe in for 10 seconds. And if you can do that, then you're good to go. That was at the beginning. It was all sorts of crazy stuff like that. And it's still coming out. And, you know, one more thing with the Obama thing, and I just have to get this in. I'm sorry. Can you imagine if they're doing a documentary about who the fuck, like Derek Jeter, and they interview Trump and all they put is like former New York resident, like the tweet storm that would happen the next day. And it, it, it honestly, and Obama said nothing and no comment. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, it, yeah. it just, well, there's just a no, class I mean, tr- with that. There, there's the guy just has class and our current president is none. And it, it's unfortunate. So. Yeah, I mean that would be the ace that that would be the a slot uh, in that day's press briefing that would supposed to be the COVID nineteen stuff. Donald Trump oh, would feel God. you know he he would feel obligated to go ahead and set the record straight that he is the president of the United States and not just a former New York president. And then he would he take questions on it. it. It would be great. Yeah, he would try to bankrupt Disney, like from the podium. <laughs> like God knows what that guy, how that guy would have responded. It just would have been ugly and disastrous. Instead, it's like a minor blip that's kind of funny that we talk about because he didn't make a big deal about it. Yeah, and he was kind of part of the joke, and it was just kind of fine. Yeah, like who cares? Like it's it's funny, and now we move on, and and life goes on. I mean, you know, before we go though, I mean, there's there's so many. There's a lot of stuff about when are we going to get back uh, to playing games. And obviously we've talked about it a lot in this podcast. Um, the latest is that the MLB seems to think that they can get back to training in June with games in July. The NBA is shooting to come back in June. My biggest, my biggest fear with this is, you know, obviously I want sports back in like the worst way. Like I don't want to make any, no one should misunderstand. I want, I, I need sports back, especially as we're heading into the summer. But, like, seriously, like, is it – I don't know what it would do to me psychologically if we got the NBA back and then, like, two days later, uh, LeBron James has COVID. Yeah, and so – We have to shut it all down again. And it's like, yeah, like I don't know what that, that would of, do. To, I don't know if that's movement. Well, that kind of leads me to something that I did want to talk about here at the end. Um, it doesn't really seem like, and obviously we're not privy to the inner working conversations of the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not very well sourced uh, in those areas. Um, but it, it certainly seems like there's only one one league that can do it well. Um, it, it seems like the NBA is really the only sport right now then that can do it reasonably because they have the smallest rosters and all they have to do is do the playoffs. It's like, okay, the NFL is saying they're going to try and do it. How many people like there's what three, 400 people for just one game that are going to be needed to be on the field at one time. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're saving a whole podcast for them probably when they drop that schedule here on Thursday. Um, yeah, this- but it, it, like the, the NBA certainly seems the best position because, hey, 
even if they wanted to do like a little play in tournament for the six through 10 seeds or whatever, they could get a little fun with it. But like, Hey, you know what? Yeah. You don't need your five point guard assistant coaches. You don't, you, you need two coaches on the bench. You need your players. You need a trainer and that's it. The announcers don't have to be there. The The refs have to be there, but there's only three of them, whereas in football, there's a, there's just so many more people it on the only field. It takes one, though, dude. Like it, it takes one guy having his wife over who had a party the night before. And the other thing that we don't know about this thing is that we know that the symptoms were lie dormant, lie dormant for a long time and even for several weeks, but we don't know if the test can pick it up before there's visible symptoms, because generally speaking, people aren't just getting tested unless they're exhibiting some form of symptoms. So we don't have a lot of data on whether or not, even if we tested all these guys, if it would really be true that they don't currently have it. And, and well, like, and, that, I, and that's, assuming, and that's assuming that we can even have that they, the NBA can even have the tests available because right now that's one of our biggest problems. Or I saw something that we're like, 32nd in per capita test uh, test availability. I mean, Lord knows if that's true or whatever, but even if it's mild, even if there's half truth to that, if we're, you know, 12th, like that's horrible. And then to yeah, say right. that we're going to be testing these NBA players every single day, it seems a little irresponsible, but it just, yeah. there's so many variables and there's so many things going on that like we said a couple and of weeks I hate back. And I to do that. It really seems like it's going to be a long, long time. And it depresses me, but it seems like that should be what's hap- what's going to happen. But it also doesn't seem like that's what's going to happen. I know that's a lot of jumbled different phrases, but it, oh, yeah. it seems like there's going to be a lot of bad decisions that come out of it. And I'm looking forward to Roger Goodell being the primary, uh, the primary culprit of that. Yeah, I just... But it's like you said, it's like everybody's kind of like resorting to, well, if anybody could do it, the NBA could. And obviously I want, I, like, I want sports back so bad that it's like, actually, like, seriously, like I'm, I'm willing to try it. Of course. I'm just saying like. Oh, and by the way, I want LeBron James to go. Cause you know why? Because if they were playing out the season, there's a good chance that he wins his fourth ring. And then it can add to the conversation that I made at the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. But guess what? But, but guess what? That doesn't – none of this we're, – we're speaking macro. We're speaking about like actually getting back to you know where you and I are actually going to school live, where we can go sit into a restaurant and we can do all those things. Right now that's not the case. And it seems like that if we do something rash, if the NBA, NFL uh, – NBA does something rash that it's just going to set us back. And that's not even to say what some other States are doing right now. It's just, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And it seems like if we're going to funnel a bunch of tests to these professional athletes so that, you know, they can dance for our entertainment, it, it definitely seems like that's not the way to go. And, and that seems like that's how it's going to go. And that's one of my worries too, is that, doing this may embolden some of these people who don't see this as a big deal. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I know that this has all been like super negative and just like the glass half empty all the way. I, I truly, truly do want it to come back. And I hope that it, 
if and when they do, it's safe and that nothing happens whatsoever. But I mean, the reality of the situation right now, I don't know. Like based on what I'm seeing, based on what I'm reading, I don't know that there's a way to make it 100% safe. And if we bring it back and and we have to shut the whole damn thing down, I don't know that – I think that's actually worse than a lawsuit. Let me just just ruin it for you. There's not going to be a 100% way way to make it safe, but that's not even where the bar is. It, it seems like it definitely seems like the bar sh- is more around like if we can get it to 60% or 75%, then we're going to go for it. I don't even think it's close to that. I, I don't even think that we're at the halfway part of making this work because we don't even we don't have an effective treatment and we don't have enough tests. And so those are two of the things that you need. And if you really want to get a 53 or a 46 player game day NFL roster, if you really want to get two teams, refs, trainers, uh, all these people in, production people, if you want to get all those people in for one NFL game, much less however many uh, games that, that, gonna, that they would actually play, that's not going to happen. It's yeah, not going to happen in a way that. that's safe. I don't I – don't, the NFL thing – I don't know. I, I've been constantly surprised over the last four years at the idiocy that can be displayed by people in charge. Um, oh, they'll try. They're, they're, they're definitely going to try. From, yeah. from what I've been reading, it definitely seems like they're going to make an effort to have some sort of season just because there's too much money at stake. It definitely seems okay, like they're going to try, and it definitely seems like they're going to fail. How are people going to react when we play two NFL games and then it shuts down because half the league has this thing because we're going into a second wave? Like, oh, is that well, you? Awesome you and I are no. like you and I aren't economists, but I would venture to say that that would scare so many more people than you. Know, it would it would shock the market if oh, it's not as is, bad. Yeah. Yeah, as bad, if not worse, than what happened the first time around. And if just, you have a second wave, it is going like you guys think this was bad. This is nothing, like nothing compared to like the sort of economic shitstorm. And that that's what's kind of funny to me is that there's like a lot of economic arguments people are making to open it back up. And I'm like, if we do and we have to go back to this in three months, you've just fucked us. Like you just completely fucked us, and and that's yeah. Like, like you can you can say that I'm whatever. Like I, I'm a worry word or whatever, but it's just the truth. Like, look at what the experts are saying. They're saying that this thing's going to come back in a second wave if if we don't do the proper if we don't do the right thing here. And it's like half and half of, of people that are doing the right thing and people that aren't. So I don't know. Yeah, like, and nervous i'm nervous i'm optimistic i hope it doesn't happen because you know the economy tanking would not be great for anybody but i don't know man yeah i mean so the problem is is like so so the prevailing argument that i've been hearing is like oh we need a distraction like it would be good for the country and all stuff okay and i agree you you do know you we do but you do know that there's so many other ways to have a distraction than something that puts 
you know, okay, so let's say 16, 16 teams at 15 players. You're much better at mental math than I am, but that's a shit ton of players. That that's that that's a lot of just players. Yeah. Now add coaches. Now add trainers. Now add you know flight uh, flight crew. Now add all these different production crew. All these things. You're putting all these people at risk where you can do entertainment remote. We're seeing it with this documentary. We're seeing it with Tiger King. We're seeing it with all these different projects no that are going on. Like, what was that? I'm just saying there's no way to completely secure those guys. Like, do you have any idea how much security it would take to make sure that nobody goes in and out of that supposed bubble? Like, you would need this. Exactly. And there, but there's – Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, the amount of, the amount yeah, of security but, 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 that sure that nobody leaves or comes in after they're in, that's insane. Yeah, and then just add to that. Okay, so now we've got security people that could possibly be getting uh, – be in harm's way. My point is, is there's so, if your argument is that the country needs a distraction, there are so many other things that can distract you. By the way, there's an election coming up. How about you get distracted by doing research on that or what have you? And we're going to do some some talk about that in a later podcast. But – like there's so many things in this world that you could be doing right now. You can watch television shows. You can watch movies. You can go back and watch old games. We don't need to put all these people in harm's way. And I'm talking about the NBA, the MLB and NFL have so many other, so many more people involved. And it's just That's to try and force the, to try and force the ball into the square hole just for the effort of entertaining people seems dubious at best. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, when it, it, it really doesn't seem like a good idea. Um, you know, but on the flip side, like if, if it works, like it would be so incredible to have all three sports back and cranking basically like back to back to back like that. Like where you'd have the NBA playoffs go right into the NFL, go right into playoff baseball. Like it would be incredible if if it worked. Like it would be. Oh, there is nothing that I want more than if the press is it works. Oh my yeah. god, how, how freaking amazing would it be? Like they're talking about. I mentioned it earlier. They're talking about doing some deep Reddit stuff. Is talking about doing some like a six through ten seed one game play in tournament. Oh my God. Yeah. Especially with you, you and I will be done with finals uh, within the next few days. Uh, yeah. 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 Give it to me. I, I won't have any, I'll be like the rest of the world and I won't have really anything going on. Like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh, then a regular NBA playoffs, I would watch every single game, you know, start of the MLB season. My baseball team's going to suck. I'm going to watch every pitch. Like, it's just, and, you know, the NFL, my favorite quarterback, my favorite athlete in my entire life is playing for the Tampa Bay fucking Buccaneers. I'm going to watch. Like, it, it would be great. But, but I just, I, it doesn't seem like there's a good way to do it. And it seems like that we are absolutely going to try. And that's, it, it scares me. And it, yeah, it, it seems like that this is going to get much, 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 much worse. Yeah, and uh, you know the only hope is that 
I don't know. I'm I'm just hoping that it's that it's nowhere near as bad as it could be, and that whatever the second wave is, it it doesn't just completely wipe us out. Um, so on that very happy note, um, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> are you on? Yeah. Do you use social media? What was that? Do you use social media? Um, I mean, kind of. Uh, they can find me at T Felix thirty four twelve. Um, you know, got a got a. As you know, I've got a ton of original content coming out, so check me out on there. How about you too? <laughs> okay, the thing with the thing with Twitter, I I had this like super passive aggressive tweet <laughs> this this last week that people got kind of upset at me for. I'm looking it up. Oh yeah. It was like, tell me more about how you care about regular people. That's something McConnell said. And <laughs> honestly, like, I'm <laughs> God willing, I'm going to have a professional job someday. And there are so many tweets that I'm going to have to delete like that one. It's <laughs> just like designed. You know, this. And, and you're braver than me on this. See, I just text it to you. So like you yeah. could end my professional career. The thing is, is your Twitter account and Instagram account could end your end your professional career. <laughs> I mean, if anybody like, thank God, like Instagram stories aren't archived anymore anywhere. But I'm sure like a couple people have, you know, screenshotted them in case they ever need anything. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know, I, I know, I have. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm uh, I'm on Instagram at t l e d u c thirty two. Uh, give us a shout out, give us a follow, rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast. Um, we promised that we were going to have a special episode with our boy Scott um, that is still in post-production. That'll hopefully be coming out uh, this week. Sometime. Yeah, the, the Scott was doing so well that the system was like, because we had never had someone on that good far better than you or I. <laughs> The system was like, wait a minute, no, I thought we were used to just kind of a low quality thing. And then we brought in Scott, it just took it up a level. Yeah. So the system just taken a second to get reset on that. Scott's audio was incredible on that. Like when you guys hear it, <laughs> it was kind of, we were kind of like intimidated. Like he, he kind of danced in front of us and we were all kind of like intimidated. It was, it was uncomfortable. But anyway, um, all right, uh, Tony, any last thoughts? Uh, no, if you want, I can do a parting shot like I did in the, in the podcast with Scott. But if we want to debut that, uh, debut that thing with, with Scott, we can oh, do that. Oh, no, Tony, Tony, please do it. We're even going to keep this in so the listeners can hear what dumbasses we are. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Okay. Um, so, Tim. Yeah. Here. In these days, in these days, and we're, we're as we talked about today, and as we're going to continue to talk about in subsequent podcasts and in our everyday lives with our families, um, we're going to talk about how to you know use time, and we're going to discuss how we're going to move along as a country. Yeah. Number one thing that I think is holding me back and being able to enjoy the way that I, the way that I actually spend time, I wake up on a Sunday morning, I roll over, I put my glasses on, I roll over, I look at my phone, 
Tim, the first thing that I see on my phone is a weekly summary screen report. <laughs> Do you want to know how depressing it is to see the amount of time that I spend Ooh. on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok? Do you? It, yeah, it is depressing. Apple, a- Apple, if you are listening, please for for the country, for the betterment of society. I beg you, please stop. Please stop doing it because it's not helpful. I'm going to turn it off. Yeah. Like, I don't do anything with it. It just makes me upset. Yeah, please stop because it's hurting the country. It's hurting your consumers. And, you know, as a very loyal consumer, I don't appreciate being just emotionally attacked on a Sunday morning. And, you know, I, I, I ask of you, please stop. And for all of you out there listening, thank you so much. God bless. We will see you next time. This has been the Tim and Tony podcast. J Def play us out. Play us out. Rather have no part than anything Rather have no part